Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Pixel Swim Podcast. My name is Steve Heinrich. Today is February 22nd, 2018. Like I said, this is episode 5. I've been really busy lately, so I've just really got to kind of squeeze this one in. I apologize if it's not long enough. Uh, Usually I shoot for around 20 minutes, so... Yeah, I'm just kind of uh, going off the cuff a little bit here because I didn't have a ton of time to put together many notes on the show here. So, yeah, let's just dig in and let's just go for it. So I just wanted to start off by saying that this last weekend I went into Chicago to work with the people at the International Latino Cultural Center to work on their schedule book for the film festival, the Chicago Latino Film Festival, uh, 34th Chicago Latino Film Festival. So um, while I was there, they actually took a look at their website. They were having an error with HTTPS, and I was able to help them fix it. So HTTPS is kind of new to me. I know Google's pushing everybody towards that. Uh, You know, there's going to essentially Chrome will eventually block (laughs) the site, a site, if it's not connecting securely via HTTPS. So I uh, helped them with that. Um, it's still a learning process for me, but uh, I was able to get their their problem fixed. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, also working with them was nice. And 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 also uh, it was just it was it's been a good experience with them this year. I, I think it's going to be a really nice festival. Uh, things are are going very smoothly. So I appreciate them and and that opportunity. So yeah, that was this week. This last Saturday, I went in there for a good eight or nine hours. So, uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, also, this week, want to talk about. Uh, or first, I want to thank uh, Mike Latour. I hope I've said your name right. Uh, he reached out on Twitter after the last episode and uh, with some suggestions for my Moto E4 Plus. I had mentioned last episode that it was. Uh, that I just got a voicemail out of nowhere. It, clearly, the the phone didn't receive the call. Uh, so he kind of responded with some nice suggestions, good suggestions for kind of, you know, to get the ball rolling on trying to troubleshoot what's going on with it. So I appreciate that. Uh, I, the Moto E4 Plus, is it's the Verizon variant that I have. It's the Verizon prepaid version. So... You know, in the back of my head, and I I think I responded on Twitter to this, uh, that I, you know, it, the, the fact that there was specific Verizon software on this phone after I SIM unlocked it or network unlocked it kind of was always in the back of my head that it potentially might not work. So stuff like this was kind of in my, you know, subconscious that there might be an issue. But the deal was so good for these phones because I actually got the Moto E as well. Uh, it's just, you know, you don't want to believe it. So I, uh, Mike actually also suggested installing an app called LTE discovery, which he said he used, uh, to kind of troubleshoot a Moto E that he had that was on Verizon to check drop networks and, and stuff like that. It, it notifies you when uh, your, your coverage changes or your signal changes or service service changes. That's what I was looking for. So, uh, yeah, so I have that installed. I haven't had a bunch of time to test it out. So the other troubleshooting that I did was I'm actually, my SIM card is actually in the Moto E, right? Moto E4, I'm sorry, uh, right now. And this brings me to a whole nother thing that I want to talk about. But 
the other troubleshooting that I did was I put my SIM card, uh, I had mentioned this last week, that I had put it in my Alcatel Idol 4S with Windows 10s and the signal is good, but part of what I wanted to check was what LTE bands they were receiving, so I actually uh, was looking for a way to check what LTE band the, the Windows 10 mobile device is connected to, so uh, I searched on all about Windows Phone, their app uh, library that they have collected there. So, But I did also reach out to Steve Litchfield on Twitter, and he suggested uh, Phonet Info app. Uh, that's what it's called, Phonet Info. If you look at the name of it, it's actually, it says Phone and info okay <laughs> it, it's a play on 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 words the phone at info but either way i reached out to the developer because lte was not actually in the settings or in the uh, status information that this app provides it actually provides a lot of good information so i did pay the 99 cents to purchase the app and then i reached out to the developer to see if it was possible under the network status because there's a lot of different stati <laughs> statuses uh, that it gives you on here but one of them isn't or I should say LTE band is not included in here so I reached out to the developer I haven't heard back but uh, we'll see on that I know I don't know if it's going to lead to anything it, it is just a curious thing to to find out I just just more curiosity I don't know if it'll help me troubleshoot the problems that I was having so I know the LTE discovery app on the Moto E4 and the E4 Plus, the because um, because I'm on T-Mobile, I think they use bands 2, 4, and 12 here in the U.S. for LTE. Uh, I noticed I was on band 2 and 4 a lot uh, every once in a while on band 12. So got a lot of bands going in the area here. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can continue to troubleshoot that. Like I said, I haven't had a ton of time lately, so... Uh, thanks to Mike and Steve for uh, kind of helping me get the ball rolling on troubleshooting that. Yeah, I'll probably just keep trying to figure it out. But in the meantime, because I put my SIM card back into the Moto E4, the smaller version, it's a 5-inch display. It's a much smaller uh, than the 5.5-inch display and body of the Moto E4 Plus. Uh, it really got me wanting a smaller phone again because I've because I've mostly used 5-inch, you know, 5.2-inch or lower phones because of the pocketability of them. So this Moto E4 is, it's really, it's just, I I miss this size. Uh, there was always something about the E4 Plus that I couldn't quite put my finger on, and it was it's the fact that it's just bigger, you know, and I put a case on my phones. I refuse to not put a case on them. Just for simple drops, you know, I don't want to simply drop my phone, you know, from a few feet and crack the screen. Although, you know, it's always a good excuse to to get another another device. But the size, the fight that the size of the Moto E4 is I love it. I love the size of it. It's so easy to throw in a pocket, uh, even with a case on it. Uh, the Moto E4 Plus was just a little bit bulky and, you know, it was I didn't really let myself believe that it wasn't a pain. You know, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to work. I really did. I wanted the bigger form factor, the Moto E4 Plus to work. But, you know, it's like just jamming it in my pockets, you know, and then and just trying to carry it around. You know, the battery life is so good on it. I just, you, you want it to work. There's just the, the unfortunate thing is that there's just no perfect phone out there. You know, the Moto E4 Plus offers a lot of what I want, 
you know, and I like the bigger screen. I really do, even though it's a 5.5 with a 720p screen, which isn't saying much, you know, as far as detail goes. But, you know, if you're just watching YouTube videos and stuff like that, and you're not really, you know, it's not like I'm watching, you know, planet Earth or, you know, or anything like that. That's ultra HD, that, oh, you know, seeing down to the very details of Mother Nature, you know, that's, you know, I'm not too concerned with that. I don't watch that kind of stuff on my phone. So. Uh, mostly used YouTube videos and stuff like that. So, but yeah, the the form factor really, I didn't know that it was getting to me, but it was getting to me. So having my SIM back in the Moto E4, and even with the battery not being, you know, lasting as long, it's still been, I don't know. It's just it's a joy. It's a joy to use that form factor. It really is for me. You know, uh, I I like to the portability of it, and and it's just like I said, I like bigger. I like the bigger screen, but that I can't beat that form factor of the Moto E4. So, uh, yeah, my sim is back in there for now, but it actually has kind of gotten me into this <laughs> this idea, and it's starting, this itch to, is starting to uh, get a smaller, older flagship phone. So I've, you know, really been considering, when I, when I bought the Moto E4 line, <laughs> I guess you could say I never bought a line of phones before, but I bought the Moto E4 and the E4 Plus, but when I bought those, I was already in the market for an an a new Android phone, because my Moto G third generation uh, was just kind of, you know, it was, it's a great phone. I love the Moto G third generation. The form factor, the even though it only had one speaker, uh, it was a good speaker. Battery life was pretty good. Uh, it was, you know, it wasn't Motorola really or Lenovo really wasn't, you know, sending out any more updates to it. But the form factor and all that, I really, really liked. And it, you know, it had SD card expansion. Basically, I wanted to upgrade because there was only 16 gigabytes internal on the Moto G third generation. Uh, the the SD card reader technically only took a 32 gigabyte card uh so there wasn't you know maximum expandability there uh so when i went to look for a new device i you know i was doing a lot of research on different device research you know just gawking at phones uh and specs for for a while uh trying to find one when these two moto ease came up uh at super super great price so i i jumped on those and i've kind of uh i've been using those since but you know i kind of want to go back to a flagship phone uh and like i said not a new one but something you know that's a couple years old or something like that so i've actually looked online for something that might be able to replace uh, my Moto E's here, which which really isn't difficult to find, even in a couple year old flag it, flagship. So, uh, but you know, I actually I want to give a shout to Moto for the fact that their budget phones are truly amazing. Like I said, I had the the Moto G third generation, and then I went to the Moto E line here, and they, you know, the thing about Moto is that they the components and everything that they use is like. It's like getting a couple year old phone with good specs and it runs really well. You know, like they they don't just create a budget phone uh, from scratch. You know, it's like they use old, comp you know, they use old components. The Moto G third gen. I actually talked about it on Twitter with uh, at Burke and Boney, who is a Steph and Stu. So I'm assuming Stu is who's 
responding to these, but uh, let me know if otherwise. But I, w- I was responding to him or her saying that, you know, that the Moto G third generation actually pulled in the camera sensor from the Nexus 6, obviously without the OIS, which he mentioned. So yeah, Moto definitely knows how to do a budget device better than any other budget device that I've used, uh, which isn't a ton. You know, I've used a few LG budget devices or at least one. So props to Moto for that. And props to Moto because actually, (laughs) I forgot to mention this earlier, but the E4 Plus actually got a security update this past week to the January security status our security patch level uh which is pretty cool but i noticed that the e4 did not get it uh did not get that still hasn't gotten that january update so hopefully that'll be coming but anyway back to my new search here the to scratch the itch of needing a new needing (laughs) that's not the right word wanting a new flagship device or just device uh to have to kind of, you know, as an upgrade over this Moto E4 that I'm using. And the part of the reason is that I want more than 16 gigabytes of internal storage. And I want a bit of a better camera on it. Because, <laughs> surprisingly enough, I actually print out a lot of 4x6s of the photos that I take on my phone. You know, for gifts and stuff like that. Uh, gifts, like uh, presents to people. Uh, not gifts like animated gifts, but anyway, I'm sure you heard me right the first time. So yeah, I want more than 32 gigabytes. I want a better camera. Uh, so I started looking to see uh, in the 150 to 200 dollar range. That's probably my max out for what I'm looking for. So at the top end of that, I was actually looking and the form factor. That's I forgot. The form factor is is also what I'm looking for. Is that that small form factor of the five inch screen, you know, or, or, or at least something around the size of the Moto E4 for form factor. So, uh, the first one, first phone at the top of the, my budget spectrum, it was the Sony Xperia X compact. Uh, it is, a, like I said, it's a bit of a higher price. I noticed it's over 200 to $250, but it looks like a really great phone. I actually had a Sony Z3 or Z3 for my UK fellowship. It was actually a decent phone. It was a T-Mobile version. The camera was not very good, though, on it. Now, this is an older Xperia, but from what I've seen and reviews and the specs of this Xperia, Xperia X compact, the camera looks like it's actually pretty good. So, or at least good enough, you know, I'm not looking for professional photography. I'm just looking for something that's going to be sharp and crisp enough to print, you know, and that's, that's going to do fairly well, fairly well in low light, not, you know, spectacular, you know? So, I mean, I have the flash if I really, really need it for really, really low light. So not a deal breaker necessarily if it if it suffers, you know, in, in drastically low light, which isn't, you know, I mean, that's most devices these days. So, but the thing about that Xperia X Compact is that the you can't replace the battery and it doesn't look like it's easy to repair because one of the things I do when I search for phones is I look at repairability and I'll go on to iFixit or I'll just... Really, all it takes is, you know, I in on YouTube is I search for the device and I say tear down. So, and I watch it 
from the beginning, you know, usually you can get a good feel within the first couple minutes of the teardown video whether it's going to be easily repairable because I noticed when watching the repairability, uh, actually I didn't check out the the repairability for the Xperia X Compact, so I'm not going to comment on that right at the moment, but I will in a little bit uh, when I talk about another device that I really want but is actually out of my budget range uh but anyway so i was looking at the xperia x compact uh it's got 32 gigs on board and it does have sd card expandability because i actually carry around my uh, a music collection it's only about 12 gigabytes of music but uh it's nice to not have to take up the internal storage for that and i've noticed that i go way over 16 gigabytes uh gigabytes when i uh, for apps and stuff like that, or not way, I shouldn't say way over, I'm, I'm pushing the limit on 16 gigabytes of internal storage, and I think it, part, I did notice the Moto E4 Plus struggle a little bit with that, and now I know there is a 32 gigabyte version of the E4 and the E4 Plus, or maybe not the E4, but definitely the E4 Plus has a 32 gigabyte version, uh, and, but like I already said, the form factor on that is not, it's too big, it's a great phone. I'm still I'm still want to hang on to it. I may have to end up selling one of my devices that I have on hand to kind of uh, subset the the cost of of getting a new device. So it's going to be tough to decide which one to get rid of. So uh, hopefully I won't have to get rid of any of them, but we'll see. <laughs> in reality, I probably will. I'm in a little bit of a denial. I think about it. So. But yeah, I also looked at the LG G4, which I mentioned, I think, last time or the time before that as the bargain of the week. So, But I'm worried about getting an LG G4, and I actually should probably should have mentioned this in the bargain of the week. is I'm worried about the boot loop issue that those can have. It's, you know, it's not, it's just one of those, like, I just, you know, you get a bad feeling, and you, you're probably going <laughs> to end up with a phone that, or with one of the LG phones that gets the boot loop issue which uh, basically disables the phone. There's some, some sort of hardware component to it uh, that's that, that needs to be fixed or up, upgraded or whatever by LG themselves. So uh, it's always a worry. But I also noticed that the LG G4, and this is another thing that I look at uh, when I look for a new device, is whether, uh, it's full, whether it has official support for Lineage OS. Uh, which is, used to be CyanogenMod. Uh, but I look for this, be especially on a few-year-old uh, flagship device, because of updates. Uh, usually the, the devices are, have stopped getting updates already. So if I can have the option to unlock the bootloader and uh, install the custom recovery and then install an official lineage build on it, all the better. Uh, but I noticed that the LG G4, the T-Mobile version anyway, actually I didn't see any LG G4 versions on Lineage's downloads section. Uh, it used to be on there. I'm not sure when it came off, if anybody knows. Uh, I know that going on XDA, I could probably find a ROM for it, but I like to get it directly off of Lineage because that's probably, it's my favorite, you know, custom ROM to put on there. So yeah, I'm not sure about the LG G4 going to that. Uh, it's on my list because it is so cheap now. I mean, you can get it for 90 bucks. Camera's good, replaceable battery, expandable storage, all of that. So, 
And then the other falling right in line with that one is the LG G5 is the other phone I was really looking at this week. Uh, I actually owned the LG G5 at one point, and I thought it was actually a really nice phone. But here, what here's what happened and why I got rid of it is I bought it at the same around the same time that I got my Lumia 950, and basically I was kind of having a, a camera <laughs> showdown between the two of them you know, personally, uh, which I had some work events that I had to go and take photos uh, with them. So the LG G5 versus the 950. And and, I mean, obviously, yeah, Steve Litchfield, (laughs) you know which one uh, prevailed. So I kept the 950, sold off the, the LG G5, but I do miss the wide angle lens on the LG G5. So that's a huge plus of it. Uh, some of the downsides of the LG G5 of the battery life isn't the greatest. Uh, you know, the screen resolution uh, is pretty high. So that kind of help or kind of drains the battery a little bit uh, with the processing power. Uh, but it also, but it does have a replaceable battery which is nice. It, I mean, obviously the the LG mods system is, didn't quite work out, so there's only a few mo- mods, or I think they call them friends, LG friends for it. So, uh, but it, it does have a nice, easily replaceable battery, uh, nice and Scipio cases available for it. So I'm honestly really looking at potentially getting another LG G5. The form factor on it's a little bit bigger, just a little bit bigger than the Moto E4. It's definitely high on my list. And I've also, in the past, looked at the Moto G5 Plus, which I had actually in hands. I actually bought it for about a day. <laughs> I don't know. There's sometimes where I go through a spell where I'm trying to find a replacement device. And uh, once I get my hands on it, I just know right away that this isn't going to work, you know. So the Moto G5 Plus was kind of one of those devices. There's nothing wrong with it, and it looks and feels a lot like the Moto E4s. Uh, The battery isn't replaceable, though, so it uses a SIM tray, which I'm not a huge fan of SIM trays. If I can avoid them, you know, obviously it's difficult these days, especially when there's no replaceable battery. Although the G5, the LG G5, has a replaceable battery, but also still uses a SIM tray. So it's just a matter of how the components work together. But yeah, the G5 Plus, it's it's a nice phone, and I would definitely suggest it. It's um, I, I think I've thought about getting it, or uh, my wife is using a Moto G3 generation right now, which she doesn't have high demands, but I think in the future, uh, when the price goes down, Moto G5 Plus would be perfect for her. So other phones that I've looked at, too, in the past, and this is mainly for the speakers is the HTC One M8 or the M9. Uh, obviously, there's a big difference in the cameras on those. Uh, the M8 with their, the 4 megapixel, ultra pixel, whatever they called it, camera on the back. I think there was a, some sort of dual camera set up on the back to get you know, uh, focus effects and stuff like that. And, but the M nine had the higher megapixel camera, but it was the camera apparently wasn't rated very well, but I was looking at these devices because of the front facing stereo speakers and the fact that, you know, the price had gone, has gone way down over the, you know, since they're a few years old. Uh, so those are, were, have always been on my radar. I always take a look at those, um, the M9, though, I, I get a little worried because I also don't like when phones heat up 
drastically, and I've heard that about the M9. Uh, if anybody can, you know, let me know of any experience you've had with the M8 or the M9. Yeah, the, the thing about the M8, and I think why I always keep passing, is that 4 megapixel, ultra pixel, whatever, camera. I'm worried about printing anything from those pictures. And from the photo samples I've seen, not not super great as far as quality goes. So, But this actually, all of this is, you know, <laughs> all of those devices are would probably work. You know, the LG G5 being on the top of my list now. But I think the on the top of my list, maybe a year from now, uh, which is another phone I looked into, really looked into this week. You know, I'm the release of it. I, you know, I looked at it, but I, you know, I knew because it was a flagship, I knew I couldn't, you know, get it right away. So I'd have to wait. But the LG G6, yeah, a lot of LGs on this list. You know, I really have enjoyed it. I had, I had an LG G2 that I loved, but I swear the processor burned so hot that it killed part of the screen on the LG G2 that I had. So, but I really liked it up until that point. Um, so I've always kind of leaned at, or looked at LG when I've looked at buying a new device. So yeah, the LG G6, which I just, I think it looks really, really awesome. Uh, repair. This is where I was talking about repairability earlier. Uh, the fact that it's, you know, glass front and glass back. Uh, it has uh, wireless charging, at least I think on the one here in the States. Uh, so yeah, when I was watching the repair video, <laughs> you know, anytime that a heat gun has to come out, I, it just... I'm not a fan of that because I'm not a, you know, like I know I can send it off to be professionally repaired and that they could, you know, they're, they have a more delicate way about taking off glass from the back and stuff like that. But I do like to fix stuff myself. You know, I'm already trying to have a budget device and, and stay within a certain budget. So uh, fixing things myself is, is a priority for me being able to fix things myself. So but yeah, the LG G6, I mean, it's got it. The crazy thing that I noticed about it was it's actually smaller than the LG G5, even though the screen is much bigger. And if you've seen the LG G6, you know that the screen is like 90% of the front panel, you know, and there's something and I know that uh, Samsung's done this too, but the rounded corners thing. I actually really like the look of that. I am, <laughs> you know, being and really the reason that I like rounded corners uh, like on a display or something like that is, you know, to me, it's just a softer look, which kind of goes against the Xperia X Compact I was talking about earlier. But uh, with the because that has some hard edges. But the LG, the the reason I think I kind of resonate towards the the rounded corners is that in web design, there is, if you work with CSS at all, and CSS3, actually, I think it was CSS3 that introduced the border radius option to round the corners of elements, certain elements in a web page, uh, which if, if you've worked with CSS at all before that, uh, trying to round corners on elements was always a chore. Uh, but it was always to me, you know, I'm not saying that everything should have rounded corners. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like the option to round the corners on certain things is really visually. I don't know. I just like it. I don't I don't know how to describe. I'm trying to go into it like there's some technical reason. I like rounded corners. So the LG G6 
uh, looks really great to me. Uh, it has all, I mean, it's got all the specs that I'd want. I think the the T-Mobile the version, which I, I go for the T-Mobile version usually, especially after this, you know, having issues with these Verizon uh, variants. Uh, I just, I'm kind of trying to stick towards phones that were, were released on T-Mobile. So, but I believe it comes with 32 gigabytes of internal storage. It has an SD card slot. It has a, a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, which is another thing, another positive, uh, for me. I, I haven't really bought into the Bluetooth headphones yet, um, I just don't think Bluetooth's quite there. But yeah, the LG G6, it's got the dual camera on the back. It's got the wide angle lens, which I just, again, it's on the LG G5 too. Uh, it just, once you use it, it's just, it's it's difficult to, it, you miss it if when it's gone. You really do because getting the context of a scene is so much easier with it. Shooting indoors in, in small spaces is so much easier. It's just, it's a really nice asset and a really nice tool to have. So definitely looking at the LG G6, even though, like I said, it's a little bit, you know, it's beyond my budget right now. But in the future, I think I would like to pick one up if I can. Um, really, it just looks like a great phone that would fit with kind of what I would like and enjoy in a device so and the fact that it's not very big and it has a giant screen is good so uh for me the form factor on it looks really nice all things considered and i've read good things about the battery life on it uh even though i think it's got like a 3300 milliamp hour battery uh or something like that but uh, I guess it's really well managed by LG software, and uh, yeah, right now that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of uh, on the top of my list as far as phones that I really want that I can't have. I know the the LG V20 and V30 are out there with similar ideas behind them with the cameras and stuff like that, but uh, those are too big for of a form factor for me. I know they're all very thin. Uh, all you know, all the these devices are very thin, so the size of them doesn't make as much of a difference. Uh, especially the Moto E, the Moto E4 Plus is a little bit on the chunky side comparatively. Uh, so maybe I'm you know, out overstretching or you know, overstating it a bit that these devices are too big. But I like the in hand uh, holdabil uh, holdability, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. So. Uh, yeah, LG G6. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do as far as uh, a new device. I just, you know, I got the itch after I put the SIM back in the Moto E4. So I want a smaller device, but I, I want something that's, uh, you know, a little more on the flagship level, especially on the camera front. I know the battery, I'm kind of giving up a little bit on the battery. But if I hang on to the E4 Plus as a backup phone, I'll have that if I, you know, if I'm going to use it for GPS or something like that in the car, which, it, you know, it is really great. I've actually, and over the past few weeks, I've had to take a few trip, you know, short trips, uh, and the GPS just, you know, using 10% of your battery and, you know, GPS over two hour, over a two hour drive is, is pretty good. So I'm probably, I'll probably hang on to that E4 plus that battery life is, still worth it but yeah so hopefully i'll you know get a little bit closer to a device that i want to 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 purchase you know i mean i have a, like i said i've got a pretty low budget so 
my option that helps to limit my options but at the same time you know it's like what do i want to give up you know what do i really want um and and these you know like i said these are all wants <laughs> i don't need another device i mean i've got four phones right now so but i'm just interested in trying something out trying something new you know i've been with the moto device for a while now so our moto devices for a while so i just want to try you know, I want to I want to go back to an LG device, <laughs> I think is what it's coming down to. Um, I don't see that Sony Xperia Compact happening uh, because it is on the higher end of the price spectrum and and all that. But uh, it's looking like uh, it'll be I'll probably be looking heavily at LG devices. So. So, yeah, uh, wish me luck in that. <laughs> or don't either way uh any suggestions too in the 150 to 200 dollar range here in the u.s you know based on a lot of the stuff so like i said you know de decent battery life uh, a good camera a small form factor small quote unquote uh you know 5.2 inch display or below or you know like the lg g6 has the smaller form factor the bigger screen you you know what form factor i'm talking about um, hopefully, uh, but yeah, uh, so that's my quest over the next few weeks is to find something. So, okay. So just one other note real quick is, uh, a request to windows mobile developer or <laughs> all the people at Microsoft who are working on windows 10 mobile. So, uh, all one or two of you, uh, if you could work maybe a little bit on the alarm app, because what, when I or the alarms and clock app, because there's one thing in Android that I really love about the default clock app, which when I say default clock app, I mean the one that Google provides and stock Android uh, with alarm is in regards to alarms. So just a couple of a small suggestions. And I know this is <laughs> this is a podcast that it's like, why not just send an email? But so there's a couple of things in the Android alarm app that are clock app with the alarm specific section of it that I wish Windows 10 Mobile would pull over because these are such, they're small features, but they're actually really useful because I use my phone for my alarm clock all the time. And I, there's, you know, a couple alarms a day for different things. So one thing is that I wish Windows 10 Mobile would bring up the the notification that an alarm is coming like Android does, uh, the Android app does. Basically on Android, the alarm, uh, if there's an upcoming alarm, the app will put a notification saying, hey, there's an alarm coming up. I think it's about two hours before. And it'll give you the option to dismiss it, which I think is really nice because sometimes there's some days where you don't need an alarm so uh, or the alarm that's coming up. Uh, that you've set, you know, if you have one set for every day, sometimes it's like, okay, I don't need that one today, so I'll just dismiss it. Thank you for the notification, Android. So I wish that was on Windows 10 Mobile because it's such a nice little feature. It's it's small, but it, it definitely uh, makes a big difference in the way that I use the, the alarms. Uh, the other thing is, is that I don't know if this is true or not, but it, I think it is, is that on Windows 10 Mobile, if you set an alarm like say an alarm clock for waking up in the morning and you you don't you don't turn off the alarm right away you know you give it 30 seconds a minute 
you know, before you get to the phone, you know, stammer over the phone with your hand and and smash the snooze button um, with your, you know, your palm. If you if there's any time after the alarm starts going off, it the snooze goes from the t- that time after uh, from when you hit the dis- the snooze button. It goes it it starts the 10 minutes from there, whatever you set the snooze uh, time to be. So say your alarm's at, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning. You don't snooze it until 8.01. So your snooze alarm goes off at 8.11 uh, and, and so on. So say you fall, you fell back into another REM cycle and, and the alarm goes off at 8.11 and you don't hear it for, you know, until 8.14. Uh, then your next snooze alarm is going to, you know, you snooze it at 8.14. Your next snooze alarm will be at 8.24. I'm pretty sure that that's how it works on Windows 10 Mobile, which not, I guess it's intuitive or it makes sense that it works that way. But on Android, the Google default clock app, when you snooze your alarm, it goes 10 minutes from when the alarm was originally set for. Or, you know, it, it's basically you snooze, you, your alarm goes off at 8, you don't snooze it till 8.01, your next snooze is going to go off off at 810 you know it's 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 10 minute intervals based on the alarm that was set not based on when you hit the snooze button so and i know this is a small thing but i mean that time it it can make different it can make a difference if uh you're snoozing for too long so uh, or you don't get to the snooze button in time so i could be wrong about how it's working on windows 10 mobile but i'm pretty sure that that's how it works so if i'm wrong please let me know like I said, not a big deal, but it's just a nice feature of the the clock app. And I just wish that those two features were in the Windows 10 mobile app. It would make me even gravitate even more towards my my idle 4S and uh, probably, you know, reasons I keep my SIM card out of it or don't use it as my main device or little things like this. And I know it's probably ridiculous, but to me, it's important. Uh, I use the alarms quite a bit, so. All right. Okay. (laughs) Looks like I've gone way over my time here. Uh, I know I mentioned at the beginning that it was probably going to be shorter, but I guess going off the cuff kind of released a little bit of my inner geek. So I'm sorry that it's longer, but that it is what it is. I'm going to release it this way anyway. So let's move on to the Pixel Bin Bargain of the Week. Uh, This week, I am going to put up, because I've been researching all those phones, I'm going to put up a Sony Xperia X Compact, Compact, uh, the F5321 model, which is an unlocked GSM phone for, it's slightly used uh, on eBay for $199, so that's the best price that I found it for, so if you want to check that out on eBay, I'll post the link in the show notes, Uh, I don't think there's really going to be many other links, but that will definitely be in there. So $199 for a Sony. It's a black one, Sony Xperia X Compact. So check that out. I might check it out at some point. It is within my budget, but we'll, I'm still undetermined as to whether or not I want to go that high. I <laughs> know uh, it's not a lot, but for me it is right now. Uh, yeah, check that out. All right, considering I've kept you here so long, I'm just going to wrap it up and say visit Pixelswim.com for all my social links and the show notes and stuff like that. And if you want to get in contact via social media, that's cool too. 
And if you want to send an email, uh, my email is on the website, but it's also, I'll just say it, it's uh, steve at pixelswim.com if you want to send a direct email to me. And that would be great. Any feedback is always welcome. I appreciate you tuning in. Have a good night or, or day or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. <laughs>